Hello everybody, wipe the cobwebs off and welcome to episode 110 of the Fetch Everyone weekly podcast. Fetch Everyone is a free website for runners, cyclists, swimmers and everyone else. Some websites put their best features behind a paywall. We don't do that. Everything is free for everyone. Ooh, who do you think that was then, Katie? Well, I'm very confident in who that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, pretty sure then. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, me too, 100%. actually. 100%. Uh, yeah. 110%. 110%. I've been watching a lot of football recently compared to normal, so yeah. I'm going to go with a million and 10%. Yeah, 110 doesn't cut it these days. No. You've got to you've got to do more than that. So, you got any other football and clichés for us? Um, I think they should have put Grealish on a bit sooner. Yeah. That's what everyone says. I think a says. lot of people will agree with that, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not because I have any knowledge. I just know that that's what people say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's still coming home. It's just going to take a bit longer. It's like it's probably Brexit. Hmm. Probably down to Brexit. Anyway, that is a bit disappointing. Well, um, Bedford as a whole is pretty happy from last night because we have a very, very big Italian community. Yeah, 14,000, so, Yeah, according to an article I read. And so they were celebrating and enjoying themselves last night, so that's good. Yeah. It was a bit of a shame. I don't like a penalty shootout. I think they're pretty cruel things, really. So. Yeah, and horrible to see some of the players getting singled out and abused Ugh. and the inability to score the penalty attributed to the colour of their skin. Or, it's ridiculous. Yeah, utterly. Utterly ridiculous. Yeah. So I thought they all did very well. Yes. and I would us... hate to take a penalty. My God. You said... Was it last night or this morning you actually said, I think I'd be quite good at penalties? <laughs> it was and... last night. Right. In the midst of the game. But... <laughs> you've you've had a chance to... Um... I've had a rethink. Yeah. No, okay. I think I'd be absolutely... I mean, apart from that, I can't... You know when you're in a park or on a beach and there's a game of footy going on Yeah. and the football comes towards you and yeah. you know it's really only the nice thing to do is to kick it back. I dread it because I just know... I'm going to not kick it in the direction of the person or like it's going to go like a few metres or I know I'm going to mess it up. So, yeah, I was very impressed with the fitness of the players and how fast they got from one end of the pitch to the other and just the skill, really. It's it's not my favourite sport to watch, but I can still be impressed by them. Yeah, my my brain power doesn't seem to extend beyond six feet, like like a Bluetooth signal. Um, so getting my feet to do the sort of things that you need to do to be any good at football mm. is just not it's not my thing. No, um, no. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the difference with me is although I sort of I kind of I'm kind of okay if a football comes towards me because I know that I could probably more or less get it back. Although usually I kick it sideways or something, but um, mm. but I do kind of sort of wander near cricket matches in the hope that the ball will, will come near me so I can sort of mm. <laughs> join in. Um, you want to be invited to join in? Yeah, or just like, you know, you just kind of sidle nearer and nearer until mm. suddenly you're fielding and then and then, you, then you're then accepted. And then, you, then you've got the bat in your hand. 
Well, Fetchies, you've heard it here. If you're ever having a cricket game and you see a bearded man sidling closer, just invite him to join you because that's what he wants. Yeah. I can't promise you it will actually be Fetch, but, it, you know... Any bearded any man. Any bearded man. Will do. <laughs> who's sidling towards you looking hopeful. Just assume he wants to play cricket. Yeah, we saw a cricket match on the beach um, in Devon. Spoiler alert, we've been to Devon. Um, and they really wanted to go and sort of slightly adjust their field placings and, uh, yeah, dive about a bit more. They, I think they didn't want to dive onto the sand, which I think is part of the fun of beach cricket. Um, but maybe I'm remembering it from when I was like 12 or something like that. And after my first dive... I might be reconsidering those options. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but we've been to Devon. Yes. Haven't we? Yes. By the way, I am here. Um, I haven't been, haven't managed to say that yet, but um, I'm here. I'm back from Devon, although my heart remains. Where does it remain? In Devon. In Devon, right. Mm. I loved it so, so much. I loved our cottage. And... Where's your head? I don't know. They haven't found the head. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know where the head is. Um, yeah, we've had a good week. Um, I've written down about my training. I'm going to have to turn the page now. That's all right. It's a two-page podcast, Fetchies. One for all you ASMR fans out there. Although Katie's I, now turning a page in a notepad. I will be honest with you and say that half of one of the pages is taken up with a plan of my mum's living room. Yeah, I, I did 38 miles of walking. I think I actually did more than that while we were away. It's just that... That's your Monday to Sunday That's my total. Monday to Sunday. Yeah, I think you got more like 45 miles plus, yeah. really. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. So we did a fair bit. We did. We did, um, we did some lovely coastal path walking. We did some a little bit of interesting footpath walking up and over the hill to the Nightjar Silver Shadow Den. Mm. And um, on footpaths that were... A little bit interesting, weren't they? Past yeah. the cows and muddy path and wheat fields and yeah. the bit that I'm I'm really proud of for of us for is that um, we drove the car there, yes. parked it up, and yeah. then didn't drive it again until it was time to come home. That's so, true. And but the we... nearest shop is what a mile and a half away. The beach was three quarters of a mile away, so. We just walked everywhere, didn't we? We did do well, but one of the reasons we were able to not get the car out was thanks to Nightjar um, buying some provisions when he took his car out. So, yeah, yeah, we would have had to go and get those from somewhere because the local shops just didn't have what we're, we needed. We're they? talking about chicken breasts here, aren't we're we? We're talking about chicken yeah, breasts. Yeah. We, I mean, we could have probably had something else to eat. But, yeah, thank you anyway, Nightjar, for... yeah collecting some chicken for us but mm. um yeah i suppose that's the that's the way of of living in down where like if someone's going to the shop you say pick us up something from the big shop <laughs> in the big town please um yeah but yeah i loved it awesome yeah. yeah it was it was really really nice and i'm pleased to report that i managed to dip myself in water six times i couldn't call them all swims really but they were they were definitely Messing around in the water. Did a couple of wetsuits, sort of a little bit longer, and then quite a few skins episodes. 
where I had to come out all kind of shivery and get changed quickly and do that whole thing where your fingers are all numb and tingly for a while. Um, And you giggle like a loon. Yeah. (laughs) And I was swimming in Hope Cove and there were two girls sitting on their paddle boards next to each other, just floating around. And they had those waterproof pouches. I've got one for their mobile phone. And they were just sitting on their paddle boards looking at their phones. Um, And it was really tempting to go and just say something to them. But I didn't. I thought about it a couple of... Passed them by a couple of times. Like, get off your phones. Yeah, Yeah, well, my idea was to go up and say, I've got a message from your parents. They say, get off your phones and enjoy the actual place that you're in. But obviously... But my theory is that if you're a teenager in Devon, then going and sitting on your paddleboard in the shallows is the equivalent of hanging around down by the bandstand or the bus stop or whatever. Or whatever feature you happen to have. Yeah. In your local town. We did some swooshing, didn't we? You did a bit. Yeah. Into your wetsuit and you... Uh, I didn't swoosh into my wetsuit. You bravely swooshed down the Avon Estuary for about, what was it, about a third of a mile? I think so, yeah. I, and I didn't do much. I mean, I did a few sort of little 20-second bursts of front crawl every now and again. Mm. Um, but mostly I just bobbed. Yeah. Bobbed like a cork. Yeah. And the current flowing down the river out to the sea was so strong that yeah. that was enough really and you could do a third I did a third of a mile in under 10 minutes yeah um and in case you're like worried or picturing me being swept out to sea mm. um once you get around the corner to the beach part the river spreads out and the sand actually there's a bit of a sandbank yeah. as well so yeah. even if I would just you know lay on my back and and floated you'd, mm-hmm. you'd have run aground before you'd got to the got to france or anything like that yeah it feels very safe going in that direction to me now i feel like i'm confident doing that mm. um the one that i didn't do was when the the tide was going in i didn't try swimming from the beach to the ferry yeah port and do you wish you had I don't know. I still understand my reasons for not doing it because if you if you miss it, the current is really strong, mm. and you know there are quite a few boats there, and I think it would feel quite sort of panicky if you mm. if you didn't. But my feeling is is that it probably would be very simple to swim up and swim across to the ferry port as long as you started getting across fairly early. Yeah. When we sort of stayed on the the shoreline, yeah, pretty much on the way down the river, so I don't see why it wouldn't be possible to do the same. I'm sure it would be. It was just there was rivers, just a, funny things. Well, it was just a slight intimidation imagining because you know after after the ferry port, there's not you look and there really aren't many places that you could easily scramble out. But yeah, not anyway, many people to ask for assistance. No, I mean, there's generally a kayaker or a stand-up paddleboarder around, but it would still be... They're still fighting the current as well, so... Mm. Anyway, so, yeah, good good swimming, and I didn't run at all, but that's fine. Um, I did a bit of yoga on one of the days, and I did lots of knitting and learnt a new type of knitting, yep. which is sort of basically holy. And sweary as well <laughs> at times. A bit sweary. Um, I did well with my cream tea training. I would have liked to have made it up to the two scones. 
I only made it up to a, a one and three quarter scones. Yeah. So that was a bit of a bit remiss of me. Um, but I am happy to report that with the ice cream, I did really well. I went from one scoop in a pot all the way to the two scoop in a waffle cone. Yeah. And finished that off. Yeah. Could without... you could you have gone further, do you think? I don't think I would have tried to go further than that, no. I think that that's probably the pinnacle of where I want to get to with ice cream eating. Yeah. And because I know it's going to come up, do you have any preference regarding jam versus cream versus what other, you know, marmite? I always do cream first and yeah. I will not be moved from that. I'm right. sorry, because okay. as far as I'm concerned, that's kind of like putting the butter on. So. That's, that's the way you see it. Yeah, I've heard people say that before. Mm. Um, mm. And I'm firmly in the um, I don't really care camp, just so long yeah. as I get plenty of both. Um, I don't mind which order they're in. But I think I did do cream first, then jam. But mm. um, if someone had prepared them for me the other way up, mm. I wouldn't have minded at all. Just no. Get in my belly. I need a big pot of Earl Grey tea with mine. Yeah. That's essential. Um, and you also haven't asked me what flavours of ice cream I was eating, which is also very important. Come on then, run us through the... Um, Blackcurrant and clotted cream was my favourite. Yeah. That was just beautiful. Um, and I had a raspberry pavlova. That was quite nice. Yeah. I think my favourite was probably toffee fudge or something like that. Mm. And raspberry pavlova in one big yeah. waffle cone. Yeah. That was just delish. Uh, but Stephen, there's a, so there are these buses down um, in the car park just uh, across the dunes from the, from the beach in Bantham. And there's a, a, a dog that belongs to one of the owners. Um, he's called Benson, and if you're listening to this, Benson, Stephen sends his best wishes. <laughs> but Benson was incredibly interested in Stephen from a, you know, mm. we think an amorous point of view. Um, well, we know it really, don't we? He was, I don't know, he was definitely drying his tongue on Stephen's back a lot. Yeah. Um, but I don't know whether that was a prelude to trying to... He Get, was definitely trying to, to climb on board, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But we I tried to hide so. Stephen under the table, but... Um, no, Benson went under there too, didn't he? Yeah. Was, yeah. So if you're ever down in Bantham, look out for Benson and uh, give yeah. him the best wishes. Yeah, yeah. A lovely dog, all the same. Yeah, beautiful boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I did all the walking that you did pretty much. Um, I think I got about... 42 miles, something like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's just, there's a lot of hills. I've got a, a massive respect for anybody who lives in terrain like that and still manages to do any kind of mileage because it's really tough. Um, and as well, if you're running along lanes and things like that, it's bad enough driving a car. Um, but when you're running as well, you have to stop fairly often to press mm. yourself into the brambles on either side to let a car come yeah. by. Um, so it's a tricky one for, you know, keeping up your momentum. But I still enjoyed the, the couple of runs that I did. Um, 
I did a four point something and a seven point oh oh. Um and both occasions um I did quite a bit of the the cliff path in that and that was really lovely. On the first day um it was really windy and a bit sort of um rainy as well. So I was really getting the, the full effect of uh being on an exposed cliff path. Mm. Um and, and again hard work because they just go up and down and up and down but uh yeah i did enjoy it and mm. i think if if we lived somewhere like that you you just have you to get, get used, used to it, to it. yeah you? definitely um, or you'd pick out some very very clever routes that somehow managed to avoid it and, yeah yeah um but yeah the altitude was nuts it was it was all yeah. the time wasn't it yeah everywhere you looked yeah. altitude yeah yeah but that's good and then i did a 12 miler yesterday Yes. Um, from which I'm still recovering. I'm pretty knackered. Yeah, well, um, it was quite hot, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Beautiful morning yesterday morning. Yeah. And a big shout out to the Red Lion in Stavington for letting me use their facilities up yeah. in mile seven because I really needed them. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you to the, that lovely place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and all in all, just on a more general note... I'm quite happy with the running at the moment. I've done, I think, four 12-milers in a row now, so I'm coping okay with that distance mm. on the whole. Um, yesterday's is like a hillier one, um, but in general I'm, I'm getting there. So I need to, if I'm supposedly doing a, a an autumn marathon, then I need to push on a bit. But What about your sheepy shuffle? My sheepy shuffle? Well, I was thinking yesterday, you know, in those early optimistic mm. miles that maybe I would stick on an extra 1.1 miles and mm. and make it. Um, but I got to 12 and that was at the top of a, a grinding slope and I really had enough at that point, so mm. I stopped. Um, but yeah, at some point in July, I'm going to go the extra. Yeah. Um, probably when I can find a flatter run, like the canal path or something. Well, Wine Legs and I are doing our Sheepy Shuffle walk this Saturday coming. Yeah. So if any other fetchies out there want to join us virtually on that date and do theirs as well, that would be nice. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll do a little bit of recording from that as well. So that would be cool. You do. I might do a couple of miles before I meet Wine Legs so that I've done my, my 15 because I'd like to do a 15 and then a 17 and then I think I'm going to call it quits at that point sorry not I'm not not going to just not do the the final walk on the Isle of Wight but I mean I'm going to your longest training walk I think that's going to be my longest training walk Mm. so hope for that the the 9.5 miles that I need to do on top of that will just come to me in a a flash of inspiration on the day I'm sure it'll be like as like nothing yeah You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite an intimidating distance. But um, yeah, so that's creeping very speedily towards me actually now, that whole thing. It's only yeah. a couple of months off now. And just a quick little advert for the Sheepy Shuffle. If you don't know what it's all about, and hopefully you do if you listen to the podcast, um, the Mirkwood Home for, Rest Home for Retired Sheep is a wonderful um, charity 
um, set up by Andy Bailey, aka Jovial Gnome, to look after sheep who would otherwise be on the chopping block. Um, and it all funds his, you know, food, vets bills, parasols, yeah. um, knitting needles, whatever that is that the sheep want to do, bingo cards. Yeah. Um, help me out here. You've got two months to do the event. Yeah. Um, there's a half marathon or there's a 5k. Yeah. There's an awesome medal involved if that's your thing. Yeah. Um, which involves Olympic stuff as well as sheep. Yeah, an Olympic sheep with a face mask. Um, so, yeah, go do it. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Lovely stuff. Okay, um, anything else you want to add on that? The only thing I was going to ask you was, having done a bit of open water swimming in this last week, has it inspired you to want to do any more open water swimming? I like doing the, the, the bobbing. I like <laughs> I like bobbing, so if there's a bobbing option. Right. Um, yes, but um, but no. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I I enjoy it as a as a one off every now and again, but okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But I'll I'll always hold your coat for you. Hmm. Yeah. Good. Okay. Lovely. We've not had and because we've not really done podcasts, we've not had a lot of comments sort of recently. But there were lots and lots of. Um, positive comments about ITG's um, interview and in particular her shipping forecast yeah. and some wonders whether we could make that a more of a a regular type thing or a kind of newscast I think was suggested by Minardi a kind of round yeah. up of the week's news so if anyone wants to volunteer to do either of those things yeah please uh, that would be awesome please do um, or you could take it in turns yeah whatever yeah. That'd be awesome. That would be great. Um, and we also had lots of hopes that we would get to Devon and have a good holiday, and we did both of those things. It was a much needed, yeah, week yeah. of of just switching the brain off a bit and just relaxing. Just hanging out. Yeah. Yes. So thank you very much, Fetchies, for all of that. And now we've just got a whole heap of contributions haven't we yeah which so is wonderful thank you very 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 much how many varies i don't know how many that was okay i'll add, I'll add a few of my own um but yeah so so thanks to everybody really because you've really rallied around and mm. um made this podcast a very easy one because we're mm. about to throw a whole load of stuff at you um, yes starting with alco 51161 and I believe he's talking about his streaking experiences and how things have got to change. Hi, Fetches. It's Alco51161 again. Last time I did a wee bit for the podcast, I was in the middle of a run streak. And that kind of came to an end in January. But I've done 415 days and it was just time for a wee bit of a, a change and a wee bit of a break. And... I suppose that's one of the things I really want to talk about, that in this last year and a half, the, the, the song that keeps coming to my mind is Everything Changes. Um, now, I wasn't a Take That fan. Uh, indeed, I'm more of the, the 70s and 80s, as you can maybe tell. But uh, Everything Changes has certainly been the, 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 the theme, not just for life as a whole, but for personal life as well. I've moved to stay with a new partner, 
I've changed my running routine, but most importantly, I suppose I'm running on my own all the time, which again is something totally different for me and something of a major change. I've enjoyed it, I certainly have, um, but today is something different because as well as being the first week at the end of a new job, which is something else that's changed, here I am ready to go for a, a race. Yep, a race. I just about remember them. They used to be things that happened quite regularly in the summer months. Well, it just so happened that this is a trail race on my doorstep, a five-mile one in, in recognition of the centenary of a local park, Lynn Park, here in the south side of Glasgow. So I'm a wee bit apprehensive. As I say, I haven't run with anybody for nearly 11 months, and I haven't run in a race for nearly 18 months. But we're all ready, and the nerves and the butterflies, I suppose, are going in the right direction. And we're all set. It's a lovely morning, a bit humid, but there's a wee spit shower of rain in the air, and that'll just keep us nice, and I'm really looking forward to this. So I'll come back and speak to you afterwards and see how I've got on. Cheers for now. Bye. Zip, 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 zip. So, hi Fetches, this is Alco51161 again. I'm pleased to say that's the end of the Lynn Park Centenary Trail Race and I'm going to be walking back to the car. What great fun to be racing again. Absolutely great fun. The course was a real tough one. Lots of climbing, some very steep hills. Fair bit of walking, but uh, great just to see about 90 people out. Two wave starts. Uh, and yeah, everybody just enjoying being out on a lovely, fresh Glasgow morning. In fact, I would say it's probably slightly too muggy to call it fresh. And uh, yeah, here's to the next one. See you all soon. Bye. Thanks, Alco. That was really nice to see you uh, getting back into the racing and um, and the, the butterflies that I think lots of us will be feeling as things mm. start to, to open up generally you know beyond racing as well yeah um but it sounds just from the sound of your voice as a result that you know it was it was a good thing for you to do and uh yeah and well done on yeah. taking all your changes that you've had in that your stride and getting on with it all and it's not always easy to move and change the way you do things but well done that's good yeah nice one nice to hear from you thank you and we've also got another contribution from gordon g and again, he's talking about how uh, everything's kind of moving forward now and, and opening up. So uh, over to Gordon. Hello, Fetchies. It's Gordon G here. Now, as the world slowly begins to open up after the pandemic, we can hopefully look forward to being able to book races and other sporting events. But if, like me, you've got out of the habit of regular running, you might need some encouragement to get back out there. About 10 years ago, I came across an online article attributed to someone called Joe Kelly. Now, I've got no idea who Joe Kelly is, but the article was called The 53 Runner's Commandments. It contained all manner of sage and sensible advice for runners, and one line in particular has always stuck with me. Walking out the door is often the toughest part of a run. And it's really true, isn't it? Be honest, we've all been there. You're due to go out on a training run, but first you really must wash those dishes. And that carpet isn't going to hoover itself. Is that rain clouds I can see? And I do have that really, really slight niggle. So, yeah, maybe it's best I give it all a miss tonight. How do we make ourselves get through that front door? 
Something that's made a huge difference to me is joining a local running club. I joined the Dartford Road Runners at the start of 2020. But after just a few sessions, lockdown happened and it was a whole year before I saw anyone from the club again. But the committee behind the club, and every successful club needs a good committee, was really proactive in sending out weekly emails of encouragements and gestured training plans of running alone. Now that we're back to our twice-weekly club training, I'm really enjoying the variety of activities. Some are designed to improve endurance, others work on your speed. But they're all suitable for runners of all ages and abilities. It doesn't matter if, like me, you're a bit of a plodder. We're all runners and therefore equal club members. And it's only for about a pound a week. So if you're looking for a kick up the backside to get out the door for that run, you could do a lot worse than joining a local running club. Simple Google search will find clubs local to you. Or even better, try the club's page on Fetch. And don't forget that if there's not a club near you, there's always the Fetch Everyone Running Club. Go on, you know it's better than doing the ironing. Thanks, Gordon. Really well said. Um, I quite often see the Bedford Harriers out and about on a Monday and a Wednesday evening um, doing their thing. And sometimes I think, what the hell are they doing there? You know, they'll be doing a session that looks pretty weird. Um, but they are doing lots of varied stuff and everybody seems to be really enjoying it. And so it fits in with what you were saying about, you know, it's, it's always something different every time and, and suitable for everyone. So, mm. um, yeah. yeah, good on you. Yeah, well done. It's, it's easy to procrastinate, isn't it? And put little obstacles in your way and to... Uh, sort of look at the sky and think well is it going to do that or it's a bit windy or as you say I've got a slight niggle all of those things can be very easy to to stop you getting out of the door for whatever it is whether it is running or cycling or swimming or yeah. or doing anything walking or yeah but um yeah it's good to try and have some kind of strategy in place my own personal one which I think I've said before is putting putting the kit on first thing in the morning yeah so that you know that you've made that kind of intention plain. So, yeah. yeah. But thank you very much. That was great. Nice to hear from you. Yeah, I went through a horrendous period where I was plotting routes very, very extensively until such time that I'd run out of time to go and go and right. do the run in the first place. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get better at just getting out there and dealing with it all later. And maintaining our alphabetical order of contributions because um, the order that I wrote them down from the folder that I've saved them all in. We've got Old Croc. Hello, Fetchies, it's Old Croc here, taking the leaf out of Scribbler's book and doing a little piece from the beach. And in fact, I'm just a little bit further up the coast from Scribbler's Beach. I'm at uh, Whitley Bay between the Rendezvous Cafe and St Mary's Lighthouse. I just wanted to say I've had a pretty crap week. Um, and appreciative of all the support I've had for you guys and just saying the benefit of a walk along the beach in the sea uh, is amazing. I'll be doing a run later on as well uh, but at the minute I'm walking down by the seaside enjoying the beach, enjoying the wind as you can probably hear and uh, miss you all guys. Catch you later. Bye now. Thanks so much old croc. It's really hard isn't it when you're when you're feeling low and bad things have happened to you to yeah to find a way out of it sometimes and I certainly had a day when we were on holiday on the the sort of last day before we came home I woke up just feeling absolutely appalling 
Um, and certainly for me, getting out onto that cliff path and being out with the the weather, it was it wasn't absolutely perfect first thing, but it became a lot lot nicer as we walked and just getting out of the sort of headspace I was in really really helped me as well so I can totally relate to that kind of blustery beach feeling and um yeah it's hard but well done for doing it yeah sometimes that that bit of physical exertion or physical duress can take you away from yeah the stuff that's going on in your head because you've got to yeah. You've got to cope with what's around you as well. But yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Not... I'm sorry to hear your news. Yeah. Very sorry to hear your news. It's, it's, yeah, that's really rough. But we're sending you fetchy love from here. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much. Um, and we've got another contributor now. And this is Fal. And she's on an adventure. Morning Fetches, uh, oh morning, it could be afternoon when you listen to this, anyway, hello Fetches, this is Val, um, I'm currently on an adventure, um, set out with a packed rucksack, 2% chance of rain today, so guess what it's doing, yes it's raining, um, yeah, I've not been running much recently, but uh, I have really been enjoying my walking, so today I've, I'm going uphill, this is a good time to pick to, to torch you as well, wasn't it? Um, yeah, uphill. It's Coventry. There aren't any blooming hills around here. It's an incline, but talking and walking uphill with a newly packed rucksack. Oh, there's my excuse. Um, yeah, so I'm currently still on my patch because I'm only just over a mile in to my long walk today. Um, don't know how far I'm going. Uh, I've got a rough idea. This is one of Dave's training walks that he'd done, so... I know what point I should get to my parents' house. Um, we'll see if we get there. But yeah, it's been a first mile of niggles and feet deciding to work out whether or not they're going to hurt or not today or just that settling down bit. But I thought I'd take you on my little journey today. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if you can hear the bird song, but I'm, oh, there's a blackbird. I'm, uh, I'm in our wood. I thought we walked the dogs around. So I've already seen somebody this morning who said, oh, I didn't recognise you without your dogs, which is what we usually get told. So anyway, I'll check in in a bit. Uh, yeah, bye for now. Zip, 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 zip. Hello again. I'm about uh, seven miles in. Garmin's about to beep. Uh, just shy of two hours. Uh, yeah, it's been lovely so far and I found where I wanted to get to, which is a good thing. But I'm also back on the Coventry Way. Uh, I know this route quite well, so I've been all right. I haven't had to use my map. A uh, little bit back in Corley, uh, just to make sure I got the right path across the fields. Um, but yeah, Coventry Way, it was my first ultra back about 10, 12 years ago. Uh, ran it with um, Flanker, Kinky and Steady Groove. Uh, yeah, got home, back to my parents, really excited about the fact that I'd just... Now my first ultra, I had a great day out and my brother and uh, now sister-in-law announced that they got engaged and completely blew my achievement of the day out of the water. So yeah, I've done it twice since then. Um, I ran it solo um, and then we walked it, Dave, myself um, and Slowboy and Rue uh, before we did the Trail Trekker, which was a 100k event up in Yorkshire for Oxfam. Um, 
yeah so i quite like being out here um from the center of coventry i'm probably only about two three miles um and the coventry way runs as a loop all the way around coventry strangely but we're on the right side to be able to get into the horse a buzzard just flown past um on the right side of coventry to be able to get out into the warwickshire countryside um and into the green i have got a lovely soundtrack in the background of the m6 which i've just walked under but the view from here looking forwards is just green and fields um all the hawthorns out and it's lovely i've got a nice view of the rico arena as well earlier on um don't even know if coventry still play there anymore yeah anyway so i'm going to crack on keep walking um and yeah speak to you later bye well i've just been past the last checkpoint of the coventry way and there was no bugger out there to give me a cup of tea or some sweets so uh, a bit knocked about that uh yeah onwards hello just through 14 miles uh yeah it's still spitting with rain even though it's not meant to be uh but the sun's just starting to come out uh struggling a bit with my feet at the minute Uh, i've already had to change socks it's just been so wet um yeah playing a bit of havoc with my feet um i'm walking in my 212s which are innovate fell shoes which are usually the most comfortable thing in the entire world um but today they just don't seem to be playing ball with my feet so uh not too happy about that so a gate right so i'll keep plodding on um dave's not working today so it means that uh if i don't need to change his shoes i can just let him know and hopefully he can uh come and meet me somewhere with them which would be quite nice so we'll see how we get on but uh yeah, ball of the right foot is a, a little bit interesting. So yeah, anyway, uh, check in again soon. Bye. Oh, that was depressing. Um, yeah, ended up on my route. Uh, sign on one of the gates saying uh, your route's going to be closed in however long due to HS2 because obviously around us, especially around Warwickshire, there's loads of um, different parts that have just been absolutely decimated. There's no real other word to uh, describe what it's done to the countryside. Um, So ended up, (laughs) managed to squeeze past the gate where they'd closed off the pathway and got onto um, their diversion route, which they've built, which is essentially, it's actually reasonably pleasant and they've done it well. But... um, under a train tunnel um i'm now back on the original greenway that was the diversion to get me here and i've just passed the section of the greenway that they have decimated it's always been beautiful lots of mature trees lots and lots of birds and they have absolutely it's all gone um there is nothing couldn't even bring myself to take a picture so i've turned around and i'm walking the way that i should be going And thankfully they've not touched this bit and I really hope they don't because it's just mature woodland. So anyway, that's my uh, my little moan over. Uh, I'm just over 17 miles, still ticking on. Feet have got to the point of just, um, I've got no idea, I'm just walking on them. Uh, Yeah, it's that kind of pleasant pain. Uh, But I am cross because my feet have never, never done 
this before. So anyway, I'm going to poodle onwards. Bye-bye. Uh, that's just through 20. Uh, yeah, keeping going. I don't think I want to stop because if I stop, I don't think my feet are going to start again. Uh, yeah, loads of yellow hammer singing in the fields. I've had skylarks, uh, jays, buzzards, wrens. There's dunnocks flitting around. Just been watching blue tits flying in and out of. Uh, the little houses on the greenway. Um, what else have I seen? Um, oh, come on, it's just really busy. Oh, and a munt tractor here. That was really cool. Next to the uh, railway embankment, it popped up, stood looking at each other for a while, and it decided it wanted to run away. Uh, yeah, so still in the countryside or on the edge of it, um, avoiding the HS2 destruction on the hedge on the other side of me. If I look the other way, it looks beautiful. So, yeah. Uh, Onwards. Oh, blimey fetches. Um, yeah, I'm about to tick over 26. Um, oh, I'm knackered. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a sensible idea today, wasn't it? Uh, could have done with stopping at round about 23, I reckon. Those last three, three miles, it doesn't matter what Hendo says, yeah. Any carrot can do 5k, but really, when your feet are sore, is it really the most sensible option? Anyway, um, I've done it, I'm still going. Um, I'm obviously not going to stop until my Garmin has got the beep and then says 0.2 after it as well. I might as well round it up to a marathon, really. Uh, yeah, I'm quite chuffed with myself for that because I've not done anything of this kind of distance for a very, very long time. So, yeah. I think the best way of uh, signing off is uh, I'm going to go and get a cup of tea, hopefully. Get somebody to put the kettle on for me up at my dad's house. Uh, phone Dave to come and pick me up. Um, so I'm not walking along all the horrible roads to get back home because it's uh, pretty natty from here. And I think uh, that'll do, pig. That'll do. Oh, well done. Um, that's made me feel a bit nervous about my... 26.5 mile walk uh, in September um, because I, I reckon I might get to about 20 and think that this would be a good point to be stopping. Um, but well done. Sounds like a, a lovely walk and what a shame that HS2 is doing that to it Yeah. at some point. That's quite depressing. Um, we've actually got a new train line coming through Bedford, um, which is not to do with HS2, but um, it's going to... Yeah, it's going to cut right through some really lovely bits of the outskirts of, of Bedford. And whenever I walk up along the back of Clapham and Clapham Green area, there's lots of signs about it. And I just think, oh, what a shame. Um, so, yeah, that does feel a bit sad, but well done. And we had an, a new bird, didn't we? So Fal was mentioning lots of birds in that little uh, contribution. And uh, we saw a stone chat, our first stone chat, as pointed out to us by Nightjar and an, a, a walker that we, we met as well, who sort of confirmed that it probably was a little stone chat sitting near the cliffs. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about your you doing your similar adventure in, the, in a few months' time. Um, yeah, I like the way that, that different places 
bring back different memories to you and, and you've got time when you're walking to to look around and, and, and feel those those feelings and, and remember yeah. those times as well, uh, good and bad. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're in where I go and see my boy up in Nottinghamshire, um, we are about 100 metres away from the railway that will become HS2. Mm. So I'm also hoping that they don't make too much of a mess. Um, kind of accept that it's going where it's going and it is, it is on an existing railway line, so hopefully not too bad. But um, but yeah, and just well done. Very, very Hobbit-like in your mm. persistence. Very good. And I hope somebody did put the kettle on for you when you got to your parents' house. Definitely. Because you yeah. definitely deserve a nice cup of tea and uh, a biscuit. Absolutely. Several biscuits, I think. Yeah. Mm. And what a good idea to take spare socks with you yes well I've thought that so many times when I've been doing the the long walks um just around Bedfordshire because quite often early on in the walk not necessarily through rain falling from the sky but just through walking through wet kind of undergrowth or crops Mm. or whatever my socks get soaked all the way through and the squelchy squelchy on the bottom um so I think definitely a couple of spare pairs of socks in my in my backpack for the day will be on my list um, but I don't think I'll take spare shoes with me. I think that would be just make my backpack too heavy. Well, you could get rendezvous points mm. for, for that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks, Val. Yeah. And uh, next up in our alphabetical list of contributors is Sarah Wu, who is sitting on a lock gate. Morning, Fletchers. This is Sarah Wu. I'm recording this. Uh, at just before seven on Wednesday morning. Um, I'm sitting on a lock gate beside the canal with a view of the village slightly shrouded in mist, which is really pretty in one direction, and my friend's farm behind me with the horses grazing in the field. I'm tempted to go and say hello because they're lovely chaps. Anyway, I decided recently to have a go at running early in the morning before work. A, because it's been really warm in the evenings, and B, because with the easing of lockdown, everything's got a bit more sociable, and I want to make time to visit my gorgeous granddaughter and see my friends and the rest of the family. So I decided that if I wanted to keep running regularly, I needed to do it before work. Um, I've always been rubbish at getting up early to run, um, A, because I'm rubbish at getting up early, but also because um, with the pressure of driving into the office, which took me an hour when I used to do that, um, it was always quite a rush, and I was always worried about getting back home with enough time to get ready to get out of the door at a certain time. Obviously now that pressure is off and although I have to start work at a certain time um, it doesn't matter if I switch on my computer when I'm still in my running gear and you know I can I've got a bit more flexibility so I've done I think three or four early morning runs now and I've really enjoyed it it's so peaceful everywhere and obviously nice and cool and I feel kind of smug when I've done it um, because I've, I've done my exercise for the day and whatever else I do at lunchtime or in the evening, 
is a bonus. And I don't have to take the dog with me because I can walk him later in the day, um, which makes life easier because much as I love him, it, um, he can be a bit of a hindrance when I'm running. So I think it could become a habit. Become a habit. Um, I hate, I hate it when the alarm goes off, and I do struggle to get out of bed. But then I remind myself of all the be the benefits of doing it, and it makes it a lot easier. So I've really enjoyed running up the canal this morning. I usually, for about three miles, I usually do out and back up the lane. But I've come up the towpath today. And it's lovely to have the canal so peaceful. At this time of year, it's heaving at weekends because we're close to several hire boat marinas and they're all either coming back um, from their holidays or leaving for their holidays. And, and the towpath and the canal itself are really busy. But this morning, it's really quiet. You might be able to hear the sound of running water from the gate of the lock where, the, where it's leaking. And maybe some bird song as well. I'll stop talking for a second. I don't know whether you can hear that or not. But anyway, I could sit here and witter on for ages, but I better get home and get to work. Thanks for listening, Fetchy. Bye. Thanks, Sarah. Um, I'm definitely an early morning runner. Not always crack of dawn early, but um, I do appreciate the the waking up feeling of, you know, peacefulness. Um, quite often the bird song is, is lovely because they're all hammering at it. And, um, yeah, it's that feeling of smugness for the rest of the day that you've, you've got your exercise in is great. Um, so, so well done and, and well done for powering past your alarm and, and getting out there. Yeah. And I hope it continues. Yeah. I, I also struggle with the heat. So, um, I totally appreciate what you're saying as well. And it is just so nice to just get it done and dusted and, and you can feel smug and relaxed and anything else is a bonus. So well done. Thanks for getting in touch and sending us that. That's lovely. Yeah, and hopefully none of your colleagues are listening and, and so they don't know that you're sitting in your running kit at your computer for the rest of the day. <laughs> uh, we won't tell anybody, honestly. And finally, uh, in today's uh, list of contributors, just to let you know if you haven't been... Um, played yet um, we are saving you for next week uh -huh. um, we've got the tour of Merseyside yeah. contributions from Autumn Leaves coming up next week um, but finally on our list is Snoot Hi Fetches, this is Snoot uh, puffing and panting a little bit on the uh, start of the Cumbria Way just uh, in Ulverston with the in-laws for a few days so doing a bit of this but just uh, hopefully you can hear this bird song above the sheep It's a lovely day, it's Sunday, it's, uh, it was out just as the sun was coming up and there's absolutely nobody about, not even the farmers are out this morning. And uh, I'm just getting some miles in before we go and do something for the day and barbecue with sister-in-law and brother-in-law later, which looking forward to and then it's all the build-up for the big wedding next weekend when our niece is getting married and thankfully... With Boris's restrictions, we can now all go to the wedding, so really looking forward to that. So, Mrs. Snoop went out and bought a new top yesterday, so no doubt there's uh, 
some trousers and shoes and a handbag or something like that needed during the week as well. A bit of a last minute prep for my last minute wedding prep. He's getting help for some running. So hope everyone's good, enjoying your running, your walking, your swimming, your cycling and all that. And uh, hopefully uh, sooner or later we'll be out of this lockdown altogether. Um, do uh, enjoy yourselves. Right, bye Fitches. Thanks, Snoop. That was lovely. I, I actually enjoyed the sheep, I think, more than I enjoyed the birds. Uh, but the birds were also great. And um, I don't know how long ago you recorded this, but if it's now post-wedding, I hope the wedding went really well and you all managed to really enjoy it and that the bride and groom had a lovely day. Um, so, yeah. Or bride and bride. I actually don't know. I know it's his niece, but... Yeah. Didn't actually say. So anyway, I hope, hope you awesome. all had an awesome time yeah. and yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah. And and you talked a, a bit about Mrs. Snoot's outfit, but I hope your pre-wedding preparations, uh, you did enough miles to allow you to, to fit into your outfit, if that's what the purpose of the training was. <laughs> um, but well done. And the, the sounds of the countryside um, and that early morning feel, just keep coming back to it. It's just... The best yeah. thing, really. Yeah. Yeah. Can we go back to Devon now? Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to. Cool. All right. We'll take you with us next time, Fetchies. Don't worry about that. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. So thank you to all one, two, three, four, five, six contributors that we've just featured. Yeah. Um, it really makes our job a lot easier when uh, uh, we can listen to you instead of you having to listen to us. Yeah, and we're looking forward to hearing all about that tour of Merseyside that you mentioned. Yeah. And there will also be a bit of a roundup of my swim training next week as well. I have put something together, but we won't include it this week. I think I keep saying that. You do. I You've do. You've said that several times, but that's fine because it'll all it'll all come together in one sort of like mm. like Fowl's adventure. Yeah. You have a start, a middle and an end and then a cup of tea. Yeah. Awesome. Lovely. Right, so... Uh, Back to it then this week for, mm. for you and me both. Yeah, back to work tomorrow and for me and, well, sort of today because I do my, my podcast volunteering job today. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then tomorrow back to my paid job. Um, so, yeah, back into it. And I'm hoping to do a bit more freshwater swimming this week and a bit more pool swimming. And I might do a run. I'll see how the old creaky bones are feeling, but but lots of walking. And as I said earlier, we're doing the sheepy shuffle on Saturday, so I'm looking forward to that. We're doing it around something called the Timberland Trail. So, oh, if anyone has a GPX of the uh, Timberland Trail, by the way, that would be lovely. Thank you, please. Or if anybody's ever done the Isle of Wight Challenge before oh, yes. now, yes. that would be really awesome to get hold of the, the route yes. for that because the... The hospice have a map, um, but it's kind of, you know, like someone's drawn it with crayons in the nicest possible way. It's not detailed enough to, to work out which paths you need to be on. Yeah, it's more of a marketing map to sort of show the A to B, isn't it? It's not it's not really a route, no. OS routes or anything like no, that. It's got so. it's big icons all over it and, and no, yeah. no details. So. Yeah, so I would love GPXs for both the... Tr- Timberland Trail and the Walk the White from Bembridge to somewhere near the Needles. 
Yeah. That would be utterly awesome yeah. if, if we could. If you could make that. that come true, just <laughs> that would be fab. Yeah. Thanks, Fetchies, for Thank listening. You. If indeed you still are. Um, we love getting your contributions. Uh, and so, like I keep saying, you just record them on your phone and send them to podcast at fetcheveryone.com and uh, we'll feature them in an upcoming show. Uh, if you haven't done so already, then please um, subscribe to the podcast on your podcast service of choice, like Apple or Spotify or whatever, and visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast to leave your comments and whatever about the show. We'll see you next time. Bye. Ta-da. Did you guess who the mystery fetchy was? That's right, it was Elsie too. Thanks, Elsie. We'll see you next week.